We're doing it live. Now we're cooking with gas. Now we're cooking with salt and gas. <laughs> cheese. Sometimes salt, cheese. Cheese, gas, all of the things. Fatty acids. Okay. <laughs> Hello. No, one more time. <laughs> do you want me to do Hello and welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk. I'm here with my friend Natalie. Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Morning Report by Arkells, released in 2016 under Last Gang Records. And my guest is Natalie. Hello. And Natalie, I'm you are back. joining us via Zoom. Via Zoom from Shanty Bay. From Shanty Bay. How is it up in Shanty Bay? Oh, you know, there's no one here, so it's great. It kind of feels like I'm interviewing you on like the news because I'm holding a microphone. I'm coming, I'm coming from, from Shanty Bay here. But now the reason why we're doing this, the reason why we're doing this uh, on Zoom and not in my apartment, which we have done three times, thrice before, is because we still can't be in the same room yet, <sighs> which is a real bummer. It's, it's a huge bummer. Don't make me cry. I'm going to cry. But No, no, please don't done. cry. Please don't cry. Please. This is the happy time. <laughs> Breathing heavy. Um... <laughs> No, but I'm just so happy. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm so happy we were able to do this, even though it's just on Zoom. I'm just excited you're back for the pod. You're back for your fourth time. Fourth time. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, even though it's by Zoom. I'm excited to chat about this. And I'm just excited to see your beautiful face. Oh, right back at you, sis. Right back at you. So what have you been doing? I mean, you and I basically talked every day, so I do know what you've been up to. But for the listeners who might <laughs> who might not talk to you every day, what have you been up to in quarantine? How you been keeping busy? Basically, every day is exactly the same. I don't get dressed for work. And then I go to work. And then I work out and I eat dinner with my mom and dad and Hector, who's my boyfriend, because people don't know me. Welcome, welcome Hector. <laughs> and then... I watch Netflix. I think that's what everybody is doing. That yeah. sounds like everybody's day. The only difference between <laughs> your day and my day is that I don't work out. I was pretty good about it at the beginning and now I've just given up entirely. Yeah, you were doing one of those, uh, the Jane Fonda workouts. I was doing the Jane Fonda workouts, but you know what? Man, I, I like I did those for, I think I did it every day for at least a week. And like, mm. there is a reason why that woman is, what is she, 75 years old and she looks better than she I do. really good. Because that's not an easy workout. She has a tight tush. It's a not an easy workout. It works your entire bod, but you like, it's kind of, it kind of tricks you into thinking that it's going to be easy. The whole like first 30 minutes is just stretching. So you're like, mm -hmm. I can stretch. Like you're I'm Jane. I, I used to, no, but I used to dance. Like I'm like fairly flexible. I was like, okay, like I know how to stretch Jane. Like, what is this? And then <laughs> if that's and then, your real name, <laughs> if that is even your real name, <laughs> But then they get into like the actual like like Pilates, I guess. Like I would liken it to Pilates mostly. And I was like shocked at how difficult I found it. It was a workout. But anyways, I am happy that you've been at least keeping semi busy in quarantine. You've been doing, you've been keeping, you've been filling your day. Oh, but I also play Animal Crossing. A lot of Animal Crossing. What is Animal Crossing? I don't know what this is. You just like own like an island and you're in extreme debt to a raccoon. That's basically all you need to know. But how do you win? Do you not win? You, you sell a lot of turnips. This is, sounds weird. <laughs> so and you, you have a, you decorate very well. Okay. So in Animal Crossing, it's a bunch of well-dressed interior designers selling vegetables as they're enslaved to a raccoon. Yeah, you got it. That's it. But Nat, you also play the ukulele and you have a ukulele oh, yeah, with you. I do that too. Yes. So you do do that. So you see, I there's things beyond. You forgot about Animal Crossing. You forgot about the uke. It's not just working That's out true. Netflix and, and not getting ready for work. <laughs> That's true. There's, there's, there's some drinking. I make time for drinking too. And I make lots you know. of time for drinking. You know what I've liked about this quarantine is that it's given me a lot of time to try 
new drinks. And I mean, I'm, I'm lucky because with the pod, I'm, I'm getting to try new drinks all the time. And it's been great because I've just been like experimenting. So if anybody wants to see some of the experimentations that I've uh, done, it's all on the Kiara Gets Drunk Insta- Instagram. Do you say experimentation? Yeah. Is that not a word? <laughs> I don't think so. Is it not? Okay. Isn't it just experiment? If you want to see some experiments, just go on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, experimentation. Some... Wow. I don't know now. Now you've got me shook. Sean Desmond, okay. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, she got me shook. Do you remember that song? No. no? Sean Desmond? No. Oh, okay. Anyways. I remember his sneakers though. Yeah. And the hair. It was just like the, yes. it was just like the one, the one Mohawk type. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Sean Desmond is kind of the perfect segue because Sean Desmond is what? Canadian. Fundamental. I don't know. <laughs> He's Canadian. Sean Desmond is a Canadian pop star from the early 2000s. And we're talking about a Canadian band today. That's a segue <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Well, we're going to start talking about this album, Morning Report, um, which I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on because you and I have been big fans of our Kells or Kells as we refer to them. Kels and henceforth during this pod shall be referred to as Kells with a Z. But before we go into that, we have to figure out who they were. Where did they come from? And I'm here to provide you with that information. Are you ready? I'm so ready. The Arkells, aka Kells. They are an indie rock band hailing from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Woo. The band's original members met while attending McMaster University in 2006. And the band itself is actually named after the street where they lived and rehearsed uh, near McMaster campus. Wow. Wow. The original Kells members are Max Kerman, who is on lead vocals and plays guitar, Mike DeAngelis, who is on vocals and, uh, or sorry, backing vocals and lead guitar, Nick Dyka, who plays bass, Tim Oxford on the drums, and Dan Griffin, who played keyboard and vocals with the band until 2011. And then he was replaced by Anthony Carone in 2011. Their first album was called Jackson Square, named after the same Hamilton locale, and that came out in 2008. The hits off of this one were like, Ballad of Hugo Chavez and I'm Not the Sun and Oh, the Boss is Coming. It was released under Dynalone Records. And on that album, they toured with fellow Canadian artist Maddie Mays. And they started to grow in popularity. You're going to like this fact, actually. I learned this for the first time. They started to grow in popularity after an impromptu performance of them with Shad and Kesha went Ah! viral. (laughs) So they were at the the Horseshoe Tavern. Arkells were at the Horseshoe Tavern in 2010 Uh after Uh the MMVAs. Like it was like uh-huh. an after party. Kesha was at the MMVAs the, <gasps> that year. So she went to the Horseshoe Tavern. Oh my God. Arkells called, the, called her up on stage with Shad and they did a song. I can't remember which song it was, but that video like went viral and then they kind of like caught more of a fan base. And I was like, this is perfect because Natalie loves Kesha. Can we watch Can we watch that? Can we watch that? We can later? wash it. We can clean it. it. Wash it. Dry it. Put it in the Wax oven. No, nope. That's not what happens after you dry it. But... <laughs> Wash it, dry it, put it in the oven. <laughs> All of Natalie's laundry is burned to a crisp. <laughs> Since then, Arkells or Kells have become well known for their arena pleasing sets and political influences, as well as their Motown vibes. The album Ooh. that we're talking about today, Morning Report, is their fourth studio album. And lead singer Max Kerman has described it as a quote unquote report um, or just a collection of stories of people in his life that he's been inspired by to write the songs that are on the album. Um, Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I have a lot of things. I was like, all my like notes is like, who's Savannah? Who's, who's, uh, who's Drake? Who's Drake? Drake? It is the actual Drake. You know that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I thought maybe they had a friend named Drake. Yeah. And the guy in the, the rain song, a song for Steve Pete. (laughs) 
Did you even listen to the record before doing this? <laughs> Overall, Arkells have released a total of five full-length albums. They have won multiple Juno Awards. They've won MMBAs. They've played Coachella, Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo. They've sold out Budweiser Stage in Toronto twice. And they started the rally in Hamilton at Ticat Stadium, which you and I are going to go see as they've rescheduled it to 2021. 2021. <laughs> We're going to be there next year. Right. A year from now, we will be there. Do you, know, do you remember what the drink is called? I never do. You don't. We tried this last time. It didn't work. So the drink No, wait, that- I know it. It's called Wild Heart. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Wild Heart. Nat, you and I are drinking Wild Heart cocktails tonight. I must say, though, you did not make the choosing of this cocktail easy for me because I really wanted to do White Russians, and you were like, well... <laughs> milk <laughs> milk and cocktail and now if you want to drink along with us at home all you need is aperol you're going to put in one and a quarter shots of aperol one and a quarter shots of vermouth or you can substitute it for a dry white wine which is what i did three quarter ounces of lemon juice two dashes of angostura bitters and then top it all off with soda and garnish with an orange wheel i think we're going to move on to our relationship with kels now you ready yes let's do it Nat, tell me a little bit about your relationship with the band Arkells. I knew the Arkells because, you know, they're Hamilton and a lot of my friends went to McMaster's. They're like, oh my gosh, Arkells. And I think they came and performed at Queens a couple times too. They did. Um, and I knew like a couple of like their main songs. Like I knew 1111, Leather Jacket, My Heart's Always Yours, all those like big bangers. But the real time when I fell in love with them is when you need a concert companion. And I'm always there as a concert companion. Yes, you are. And um, I studied very hard for that concert. You passed me all of the bangers and I studied very hard at work for the whole week listening to them. And then I also fell in love with them at the same time and was very excited when we were at the concert. And then um, we just kept going to all the shows that we could. And the, the, the show that we went to together, that was at the ACC, I want to say, the, the one we yeah. went to in February around Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. It was that one, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. So that was the first, uh, yeah. Because you and I have seen them twice together. Yes, in February, and then we saw them again in last summer. Like June or something, or July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the summer show, yeah. My relationship with the band goes back a little bit further. I am, like, obsessed with them. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. I have seen them, I think, seven times now, I think, if I'm counting all the times. First time I saw them live, though, and really started to fall in love with them was at Queens because they played when I was in my fourth year. So you would have already graduated. Mm-hmm. but they played um, Homecoming. And then that was when, so they were, when I was at Queens, that was around the time that like Leather Jacket and Eleven Eleven were like, cause that, that's like High Noon is like their big album. And those, all uh-huh. those jams were, were on that album. So I became obsessed with that album. And then I started to like work my way back through their discography, like all the way back to Jackson Square, Michigan Left and, you know, Morning Report and all of that. You and I have seen them, like I said, twice together. The most recent time you and I saw them, so last summer was like a night for the books because... <laughs> That night we, so we saw them at Budweiser stage here in Toronto and Mm -hmm. I live right near there. So you came over at want to say like one o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) and we drank the whole day, walked to the concert. I distinctly remember putting cottage Springs in coffee cups and walking to the venue, get to Budweiser stage, order more drinks. We probably have, I would say two to three more like vodka sodas during the concert. And then after the concert, we stayed out until the river bar closed. Mm-hmm. And then I think we might've come back here to my place. Probably. And probably drank more. Like, I don't know <laughs> how, but then it, but it wasn't like one of those times. It wasn't like when you were here for episode six and we had the worst hangover <laughs> to ever hit either of us. It was like such a good, even like buzz the entire yeah. time. It was great. Like we, we were drinking 
irresponsibly responsibly. And we were drinking just vodka sodas the whole time. I think I really appreciate them as a band because of the fun I've had seeing them Mm -hmm. live. It makes it so much more enjoyable, I think, especially when you like are obsessed with the music and then you see them live and it's like just as good as like you imagined it would be or better. Um, Their vibes are so positive and like pleasant. They're just like good people. Yeah. And they just make you want to like dance around and like jump. It's Mm. the fucking best. I have also personally embarrassed myself in front of three out of the five band members. Sure <laughs> <So> quick, <have. laughs> quick story about each of those. So I'll, I'll order them from least embarrassing to most embarrassing. I would say least embarrassing is probably when I not like yelled at, but kind of yelled at the keyboardist. So uh, Anthony, I was seeing them at the Phoenix. They were doing a charity show at the Phoenix and I was in line waiting to get in and I saw Anthony coming out. And for some reason, what came out of my mouth was just Tony in that voice. <laughs> like psychotic Elmo. It was psychotic Elmo. I thought that was going to be the most embarrassing. Turns out it wasn't. Second, uh, yeah. Okay. So you and I, another story that involves you, we were at the Collective Arts Brewing Festival and we were driving back to Toronto. You were driving because you hadn't been drinking that day, but I had been drinking that day. And uh, we're driving the streets of Hamilton. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, like Nick's outside or Nick's, I don't know. No, no. That's not what happened. No, no, no. The windows were open because it was summer. And you just scream out the window, Nick! And I'm like, who's Nick? I don't know who Nick is. So I'm like trying, like, I'm like, should I stop? You're like, pull over, pull over. And I was like, okay. So we pull over the car. And then you're, we're sitting in the car. And Nick has stopped at this point, And he's walking his dog. And he's waiting. And we're in the car. And, and I'm like, what, what are you doing? Who is that? You're like, yeah, it's the Markel's Nick, the bassist. I'm like, okay, well, you either gotta go or you gotta or we gotta drive away. We can't just sit here. I'm pretty sure you were like, you have to get out of the car. Like you you have to get out of the car and say something. (laughs) So I did though, but I did get out of the car. I did run down the street and say hi. And then I was like, it all just comes out like word vomit. It's all just like, hi, Nick. Oh my God. I'm such a big fan. I'm so excited to go see you. We're going to see you about your stage coming up. And I was just a collective brewing festival the entire day. And oh my God, your dog is so cute. And I'm such a huge fan of like, it literally all just comes out. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he could not have been nicer about it though. And I remember when I said I was such a big fan, he goes, oh, of the, of the dog. And I was like, no, of the Arkells. And he was like, no, I know. I understand. <laughs> okay. So that's embarrassing. Number two, the third one was last summer. I also went to go see Blink-182 by myself because I like going to shows by myself. And so I'm walking to my seat and I see like this guy in like a Hawaiian shirt and a baseball cap and curly hair. And I wear glasses to see distance. So I was like, he was kind of blurry, but I'm just like, oh, that kind of looks like Max from the Arkells. Get closer. It is Max from the Arkells. (gasps) And so I'm like, yeah, literally. And I had had maybe like two or three drinks by this point. So I was like feeling like okay about you know confidence wise so I like beeline towards him because I want to go and like say hi and introduce myself and then as I'm doing that these two other guys come from another direction and they introduce themselves so then I'm standing literally like a foot and a half away because I was literally almost there and now I'm just hovering awkwardly while he talks to these other guys and I was like okay and then this woman who works at Budweiser stage comes up to me and she's like excuse me ma'am she wasn't so ma'am Oh, ma'am. I don't know where the accent came from. But she's like, I'll just continue with it. We'll just go with it. She was like, ma'am, uh, you're going to have to go to your seat now. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, um, just give me like, just give me like one second. I will go to my seat. And the, the concert hadn't started. Like simple plan yeah. was still playing. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it was fine. <laughs> but she was like, kind of like badgering me. She was like, no, you have to go sit down. And I was like, yeah, like in a minute. And so at this point, like I'm making a minor scene because I was like, I just <laughs> want to say hi to this person. And then that's when Max, he like kind of looks over, sees me having this argument with this woman who worked there. And he was like, hello. And I was like, hello. Hi. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really sorry. I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm a big fan, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, no, what's your name? Could not have been nicer. All three of them couldn't have been nicer. Oh, but um, Such lovely boys. Such lovely boys, but definitely made a fool of myself. Now I just have to embarrass myself in front of, you know, Mikey D and uh, Tim. And uh, then I've got all five. So there's yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. But the last thing, the, I think the biggest reason why I love Arkells is at the core of their music, there's, there's usually a message behind whatever it is that's going on like a song like knocking at the door which i'm sure we're going to talk about today because it's on the, the bonus track version of of morning report has such a strong empowering message behind it and politically it's like motivated politically as well but it's still like a banger and it still makes you want to dance and just have fun um but it makes you also like stop and listen and i think i've admired them for that for a long time it just especially in the last year like it makes me think about you and it makes me think about how much fun we have when we listen to our kells so you're the perfect guest to have on this episode i'm just so excited to talk about this with you today and I'm so I'm happy we're here and we're on Zoom. Yeah. We're on Zoom. We're, we're doing, doing the it. thing. We're doing the thing. I'm so excited. Nat, what's the first song you want to talk about that you love off of Morning Report? Okay. So I've thought about this and I don't know if I want to like work up to like my absolute favorite song on the album or if I want to start um, a little bit slower. Not slower, but a little bit. Yeah, that. Um, I want to save it. So, hold, hold back. You don't yeah, watch John Mulaney, right? Hold, hold back. Oh no, hold back. No, I'm gonna push him. <laughs> I'm I was thinking about down. today. <laughs> no, but you know what I was thinking about today. It was the John Mulaney bit where he's talking about like getting a prostate exam. Oh my and God, that's my like, favorite one. <laughs> no, but it's, I was actually thinking about that today too. It's the part where he has like the nurse, the nurse guy, where he's like, "Here we go. I am too blessed." To <laughs> yeah, I was literally saying that. I said that to Hector today. I was like, "You need to go." <laughs> So good. Oh my God. Okay. So we're too blessed to be stressed. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's go back. So you're figuring out if you want to work up to your favorite, if you want to hold back. Save it. Save it. Save it. Okay. I think I decided as we were doing that whole bit, what I was going to start with. And I'm going to start with the first song on the album because um, it was one of the ones that I, that you had sent me when I first was studying very hard, the Arkells. So hard. That made okay. Anyways, go with it. I'm gonna talk about Drake's dad. What? Whether it's real Drake, a friend named Drake, I'll never know. You know, apparently. I you actually know. not know. Okay, we'll get into it. Tell me why you tell me why you love well, Drake's I, dad. I, I guess because these are all like stories about things. But anyways, I like I like the story. I first I like the, the sound of it. You know, I'm a big sound listener, not a big oh, word yeah. listener. No, so what I like about this song, I first I like that it's a story. I love the story about them going to Nashville. It's just so fun and it's just like I'm like following along and it's very like visual. Like I can picture what they're doing and see what they're doing and it makes me want to like do it. And I like literally wrote down I was like, we need to do that. You and I need to go we to do. Nashville. We do. That's that was so part of our fun. plan. Before all this happened, we did want to go I know, to Nashville. we were gonna go we were gonna go for my birthday. I know. Such a bummer. Oh, um, okay, so you love it. You love the sound of it, like the composition of it you like storytelling yeah, well, yeah and I, I like the like the personal touches that they put in it I like when they're like and Adam took off his pants again and I was yes like, you did I don't know who Adam is 
but, I but like it's like him. you want to know and it's like you feel like you know them because we're on like a first name basis yeah it makes it like like very personal and like a like a story and I always love when they have like the gospel sounds and they're like I hold you so high so good I love this song as well. It's definitely one of my favorites off the record. I did know right off the bat that they were talking about Drake, the rapper, like Aubrey. Like they were talking about Degrassi Drake's dad, his actual father. Not not Drake, but Degrassi Drake. Degrassi Drake. <laughs> Jimmy? They were talking about Jimmy. Um, but it happened like in on a bachelor party trip that like Max and the I think the whole band was there. They were with like a big group of guys. They went to Memphis. When I was doing my research, Max said the song in general is about like going out on these wild rides, these wild trips with your friends, but then having the people in your life to come back to. So when he's talking about like, hold up that light so I can come home to find you. Like that's like his girlfriend or whoever it is who's going to like rein him in. Uh, You know what I mean? Really? Like I wrote that down. I was like, I don't really get it because they have like, it's this story about the bros going out and then it's like the the chorus is like, like disjointed from it. But that makes a lot of sense. That's what it's about. That is definitely what it's about. I But I like that idea of it, right? It's like no matter how, because if you think about it, like in the sense of like a Saturday night or like one of those wild rides with your friends, uh-huh. you kind of want that person to be there with you. Like it's like thinking about the people that you really also want to be there with on Sunday morning, like when it's all over. Uh-huh. Saturday, you might feel like invincible and like nothing can touch you, but then Sunday you're hungover and you feel gross. Uh-huh. And in your case, when we did episode six, you were mildly concussed, like stuff like that. <laughs> I'm also really happy that you brought up the gospel part of it because I think that's what makes the song so special. And the call and response, I, how many yes, times have you and I talked about call and response? <laughs> that, that part that you sang before is one of my favorite parts of the song and the gospel choir just like elevates everything. With them being a Canadian band, they've stuck to their roots, I think, really well because they say, like, oh, what was the part? Yeah, we came from Canada or from Hamilton. Hamilton. Said he knew a Canadian girl. Yeah, that part. Yeah. Like he calls out Hamilton on high noon. They have a song where they call um uh, cynical bastards, I think, and they call out Oakville, which is like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. They call out Burlington. There's a song off Michigan Left, I think, where they talk about like the escarpment. There's a song off of Michigan Left where they talk about um Brandon Hall, which is on Queen. McMaster. And pulling punches like and pulling punches. back to King. Yeah. yeah 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 so I love that they've like they like drop all those little like hints into all their songs I mean Hamilton's a pretty oh, yeah. blatant reference but I love that they still called it out I think my favorite part of the song I mean aside from the gospel part but I love the bridge where he's like I do my best thinking thinking in the shower yeah. <laughs> I love that part I just think that's fun and it for me like I had never had a shower beer until I listened to this song and I was like I wonder if I could also do my pre-drinking in the shower and I was like effective that's my only one. thing is I don't know the part where the bridge where he's like Brianna I don't think he says does I don't he really says Bring it on I, out or something? I or? hear Rihanna, so I don't know what it's... What I think he says, about. like, it's just, like, the one part where... He, I think he goes, like, bring it on out or bring it out. Bring or, it out. Bring it out. But it's, like, yeah. Max is kind of like a yeller. Like, he kind of just, like, interjects. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> Was she in Nashville, too? Her dad, maybe? I don't know. I think that's a great way to start it off. And it's a great way to start off the album, too. It just gets you in the mood. I think I'm going to not hold back and save it. I'm going to start with my favorite song. My favorite song which might come as a surprise, is Making Do. Okay. All I right. I don't know if you would have expected that, but... I, I would not have expected that. From the, but tell the, me. From the minute I heard the song, it kind of just like pulled me in right away. And I thought it was a song about being broken up with um, because he says like, don't come around to this part of town till it's burning and like all this stuff. And 
when I heard I wasn't surprised, could have said it was a long time coming. I was like, oh, he's talking about a girl. But then when I was doing my research, I was like, oh shit, it's actually a commentary. So this is where the political influences come in. It's a commentary on governments who neglect certain communities and communities that end up struggling because they're not getting proper funding or proper attention from people in the government. That was, I said Mm -hmm. government like four times, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so that made me think about it a little bit differently, but even separated from all of that, I love the beat. I love the guitar. Um, There's a part in it where he screams out like, we made a deal, you were crossing your fingers. I love that part. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite parts. And literally, I know I already quoted this at the beginning, but the part where it's like, so you empty out your pockets and you said all your money's been spent. Now you don't come around to this part of town till it's burning. It's just so good. And then he's like, he says, you made promises that need to be kept. Like that's, again, it's directly to politicians who make a career kind of on um, mm-hmm. lying sometimes as well, right? It's one of those like quintessential Arkell songs for me where there's a deeper meaning behind the song, but I can still dance to it. I still jam to it. And it's just a fun song. And I, I think it's composed well, written well. I don't know. I just love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I I put this one as like my as a, a like. I always like I would hear it when I would like listen to the Arkells and I but I never really knew which song it was. I just like, oh, I like this one. Crossing your fingers. That's the part I like remembered of it. Yeah. It didn't have anything that super, super grabbed me, but I did like obviously that line and I like one line. They, yeah, where they go like, Where can we go now? Yes. <laughs> I wrote that down. I wrote where can we go now? Clap clap. That's literally what I wrote. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. That's my favorite song off the record. What's another one that you love? Interesting. Let's talk about A Little Rain, a song for Steve. <laughs> song for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about A Little Rain, in parentheses, a song for Pete? I don't know. I like the... That part. I like, yes. I don't know. I just, um, I just like the sound of it. And then, and then as I was like really focusing and listening to it, I just like the message behind it that it's like, you know, especially during like times like this, like this is like a lot of rain. So it kind of like is like a good reminder to like the think of like the good things. And I like when it goes, um, a little rain ain't little bringing rain, me, rain me down. Uh, wow, that sounded really good. That I feel like when I hear that recording back, it's gonna be like the, the most off-pitch version of the song in the world. I think that we could be those the their backup girls, the Arquettes. Yeah, the Arquettes. We could bring. We could be the Arquettes, Max. If you're listening, if you're listening, put me in, Coach. <laughs> I just, I don't, I like all like, I just love all the, the whole idea about it, that it's just like, it's, it's very like positivity vibes, gratitude vibes, you know, um, you got a friend in me. And like, when he says like that last, last plot twist, you never saw it coming. And don't then rush, when you take your time and know yeah. by your side. Yeah. And when you're good, good. We'll hit, we'll hit the, the ground, ground running. running. I think of like us and I think of like, you know, it's like, we always have, you and I, we have like bad days and we have times where we're feeling shitty and we have like all these like bad things but like whenever we're together it's kind of like let's go hit the ground running let's go go. I love that when I was listening to the song especially knowing that I was going to be talking about it with you today I was just like oh my god I was like this is such a Natalie song because of the positivity vibes and because of the grateful vibes and because I think it's also a song about like friendship and the story of the song is like it's someone having a really really tough time and having a hard day and meeting somebody who teaches them like a little rain shouldn't bring you down. Like things are Mm going to get better. I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that right now, but 
I totally, I'm totally with you. Like what's a little, like what's a little rain and <laughs> we'll get wet in the rain. I got caught in the rain today. Like yeah. BFD, like it's fine. I don't know. I feel like you said it really well. I don't think there's anything else that I can really add. Um, and oh, oh, the end where he's like, he says, I'm hung up on everything that I'm not. And he said, look around at everything that yes, you've got. Exactly. And I think that's such like a great way to think about this whole situation too. It's like, okay, what's the silver lining? How can I reframe the shittiness that's going on right now exactly. into something good? Warms my heart. A song for friendship, if you will. For the friendship. For, for the friendship, friendship and happiness. Indeed. Indeed. For all the peeps out there. <laughs> for all the peeps, all the Steves. <laughs> all the Steves. Um, okay, I'm going to go next. I want to talk about... I think I'm going to switch over to like the sappy songs. Ooh. So the first sappy song I want to talk about, I think, is My Heart's Always Yours, which inspired the drink that we're drinking, our wild hearts. Cheers to you, Natalie. Cheers. Max said that this song is about when you meet someone who is so undeniable to you, you have no choice but to follow that feeling and see where it takes you. So what I like about that is... It's very like honest and so cute and also so like wonderful. And I, and I love that. And then there's a great like build to the song where he goes into the, I got these feelings keep coming up, mm-hmm. coming up that I can't shake all day, all day, all, all day. day. And then the chorus, as soon as it explodes into time is what it takes, I'll be here. <laughs> it's kind of like, to me, it's like, I'll be here when you get back. Like no matter what you go, you need to do, like, my heart's always yours. I, I'm always going to be in your life and you, you, mm-hmm. you go and do what you need to do, but I'll be here. I'm, I'm always in your corner. Yes. Yeah. I, that's my favorite line. I love that one. Do you like the song too then? Yes. I love that song. Yes. It's so good. I mean, it was one of the ones, one of the popular ones, like you can't not like it. It's just so good. I like it because it's like very like sappy, but it's like very like done in like a chill way, but it's also like a banger. <laughs> it's like yeah. everything. It's like, I just want to dance. Like mm-hmm. I just want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the, yeah. the heat. Heat. <laughs> hate with somebody but i didn't like how they faded out at the end i wanted like i like endings oh you want just like a clean cut yeah i don't i don't like fade outs because then you're like dancing you're like okay and i'm slowing down okay and i guess i'll just stop okay since you've talked about your favorite song on the album i'll talk about my favorite song on the album give it to me time it's time i'm not holding back anymore (laughs) my favorite song and i feel like you know which one it is and then some i had a feeling (laughs) i just love this song so much it just like warms my heart it just feels so genuine and it feels like it can apply to like everyone in my life like when I when I hear this song I think of all the people in my life that I love like so unconditionally and like oh my god I'm gonna cry now um and I don't know I just please don't cry I love the way like the feeling of it where he's like I love everything and then some like it's just such a lovely feeling that like somebody they don't just like they don't just like you they don't just love you they just like they think the world of you and like it's like it's not just love it's like adoration it's like you're looking at this person you're just like in awe of like all the things that they do and that they accomplish and like them like eating a snick you're like wow (laughs) eating a (laughs) snick the song itself is like playful and imperfect and this is the song about the white russians where it's like you're white russian yeah let me be your boy Boy scout Scout. i remember the first time i saw arkel's live it was at budweiser stage and before he introduced this song max said it was a song about the best christmas party he had ever been to so i was like okay it, it makes sense that like he met his girlfriend then at this party and then wrote it you know like subsequently after they had been together or whatever Uh but that kind of makes the beginning part make more sense where it's like found an empty room lock the door Door shut shut. and the acoustic version of this song is so good they're both so good i just i like i can't this song and my heart's always yours are just like songs that make me believe in love again and i love it and i'm so happy that they're in my life do you have another song you want to talk about 
um, knocking at the door. Yes. So I didn't catch any political vibes in this because I'm kind of self-centered and I was more like, it's me, bitch. Like I'm knocking <laughs> at the door. Like it was more like, knock, knock. More, hello, it's me. It's me. <laughs> you know what it's like? That's me. me. Yeah. I literally like, literally if I'm listening to that song, I'll like do like a karate kick. Like, I love um, it. I don't know. It's so good. The brass in it is so good. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get any like, maybe I didn't listen hard enough, but I didn't get any political vibes. I was just focused on, I was like, it me. I'm knocking on the door. I'm about to come slay this. That's slay this game. So this, yeah, it makes me feel like powerful. I love that. This, this one isn't, I wouldn't say the whole thing is politically motivated, but there is an aspect of it that alludes to the women's march. Um, like after Trump first got elected and they did the women's march, cause he's got a line in the first verse where he's like, can't walk on water, but I'm walking through an intersection. That's oh, about- I just thought that was like, I was like, whatever, I'm walking through this intersection. You stop for me. <laughs> It's about protests and people walking oh. through intersections and, and all that it alludes. It alludes to that. For me, I think it's him being inspired by change makers, people who want to change the way things are done and change policies. And oh, okay. and it's me going going and doing something that's maybe outside my comfort zone and like just like going for it and like going zero to a hundred and committing and, and doing something that's not maybe just for the good of me, but also for the good of others. Like that's that was the vibe that I got from it. I think it's a majestic song i enjoy screaming this is what i wrote this is a song i enjoy screaming i thought you're just like i enjoy screaming no sorry sasha <laughs> no like i i like screaming so there's a part in between each of the the lines of the verses so he'll say like got the north star got in me it's the fire burning inside of me and it goes oh like there's like that sound do you catch that okay it's kind of like a mini scream it's kind of like a mini scream in between all of the like verses. If you listen again, you will you will hear it, but it's like a ha, like it's like a haya. It's something, I don't know, but it's in between in between the verses, so I always like to emphasize those. It gets me pumped up. Like mm. like you said, it's it's inspiring for me as a fan of the band to hear them come up with a song that's so like big time. Like this song was huge yeah. and it and it was it was one of their probably biggest hits along with like 1111 and Leather Jacket, but the meaning behind it I think made it so much more special. And then when the Arquettes come in, talk about yes. the time you time were broken. broken. Tell a girl. Tell like yeah, tell your story. Tell your story, mama. I like the part where they go, I'm telling you rise. Rise up. rise up yeah amazing i love it like it's releasing all of your frustration and knowing that there's more that you can do and there's more you want to do and just like going for it full force Mm -hmm. what's another song you love nat it's you it's your turn is it what's another song you love kiara oh how the turntables okay (laughs) (laughs) the last song that i want to talk about was savannah savannah Tell me what you had in mind. My first line in my notes. (laughs) It's like molasses just dripping out of your mouth. That's the first line of my notes. Sir, there has been a murder and you are the suspect. The first thing I wrote was, oh, fuck yeah. I love this song so much. (laughs) This is a jam. Makes me happy. Makes me think of being a stupid teenager who's like in love with you know, the hot guy in high school. That's what it kind of makes me think of. That's like the vibe that I get. And it's kind of like a feeling that sucks sometimes too when you're a teenager and you're like, oh, like this guy will never notice me or like he sees me as a friend. And like, well, I don't know. I don't know why my mind like went there, but I think it's because he's talking about like Savannah would laugh at me in a room at her parents' house. 
time to fast it take to take off a bra and it just goes into it like I don't know it just it's a good storytelling song again like these songs all tell such amazing stories mm-hmm. um my favorite part of this song is uh where he says like he's talking about the girl Savannah and how she says I don't need no minister to give you my heart but a sister's kept saying the game that she's like it just picks up and it just gets so fun and I literally just dance around my condo to it all the time I think it's such a fun song yeah I this one I I just I like it it's good I mean I have no negative feelings about it it just never stood out to me it was just kind of um it felt a little bit like a filler song to me interesting um I felt that it didn't like pick up as much as like some of the other songs like I like the dramatic dramatic the dramatic the dramatic change between Savannah. Savannah. Anyways, now it doesn't have the same amount of levels. Okay. 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 I can but level I, with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the <laughs> I appreciate the story in it though. Can we also just like give a special shout out to our favorite Kel song ever? Yeah. Eyes on the prize. Everybody go listen to it. <laughs> it's the best song in the world. That song literally, if like we were talking about songs reminding you of people. There is no other song. If I hear eyes on the prize, I'm like, it's Natalie, something <laughs> like, it's like, I have like a sixth sense. I'm like, something's wrong. She needs me. There. It's like a bat symbol. It's a bat symbol. Somebody plays eyes <laughs> on the prize. <laughs> you gotta go. I just love that bit where he's like, he's saying how he never stops moving. He's like, all right, we are oh, too blessed to be stressed. Okay, what is a song that you don't love off this record? Most of the songs are at a love level or at least like a a like and I won't skip it. Private School, I hate. I hate it. I know you do. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. So can you tell our listeners, our dozens of listeners, why you hate Private School by Cal so much? I will tell Dina why. Tell my mom. She's listening. (laughs) Tell her. (laughs) I hate the talk singing. I hate it. Okay. I hate it. Private school boom, private, private school, school girl. I, I, just, I can't this, even express. I just, it just bothers me. It's annoying. I find it annoying and I find it lazy. And what bothers you me like the, the chorus? most about this song is that I oh. like the chorus. I knew it. I like the, the chorus is catchy and it's good. And I was like, why do you have to ruin it with the rest of it? And then what I hate, another part about the song that I don't like is that they always play it at the concerts. They I, never played Drake's Dad. They've never played that one. I've seen them play Drake's Dad. I don't think you have. Well, I've only seen <laughs> twice, Kiara. Okay. But okay, I will level with you. I Is it my favorite Arkell song? No. When I first heard it, I hated it. I distinctly remember driving to work, Indy 88 being like, new Arkell song. And I was like, yes, like turn that shit up to 11. And then I was listening to it and I was like, this doesn't sound like Arkell's. And then I remember reading or, or listening to um like max has a, max has a podcast and i remember listening to his podcast and he was saying how when it first came out like a lot of people didn't like it because they were like is this even max like is this even the arkells like what is happening here because you're right it's a totally different sound it's really low like the actual like you, you mimicked it pretty well the private school boys Bravo. private school girls but the idea behind the song i like because he talks about how it's like being at a party with a lot of privileged entitled beautiful Instagram influencer type people who've had it really easy all their lives and like wanting to fit in with them and wanting to like them, but also like, but it's so hard. It is so make you make it so hard to like you when you're (laughs) such an entitled piece of shit. The lyric I like most is right near the end where he says born on third base, uh, thought they hit a triple be born on third base is being born at an advantage, but they think that they've worked their way up to it by hitting a triple on the, on the baseball field. You know what I mean? I like that line. I thought it was, Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool. It's a neutral for me. I like, 
I'll, if they play it, like I'll sing along to it, but I'd rather hear them play Savannah than private school, to be honest. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you private school. That's totally fine. The one song I really don't like off this record for me is hung up. I've never liked it. I have always skipped it. It is one of the very few Arkell songs where I don't know all the lyrics because I'd never really give it the time of day. For me, it's kind of like awkward because he'll sing a line in the song where it's like, it goes like hung up on the last thing you told me hung up it repeats in my head like it's kind of like this up down like I'm like what, what am I focusing mm. in on here am I focusing in on the hung up part am I focusing in on the lyrics it just feels disjointed um well, it's not as much of a jam even though the the chorus is kind of fun it's like the gatekeepers are keeping yeah. me out like it's it kind of picks up again but it's similar to you with private school I really just can't get past the verses and I just find it really awkward to sing along to I feel that I skip this one all the time yeah okay yeah. I'm glad that we're on the same page that was that was my my only other don't love do you have any other don't loves Mm, or they fairly really. oh you know what that means Nat? tell me that means it's time to move to our final comments <gasps> and our rating if you haven't listened to the podcast before we rate all the albums we talk about out of five whatever cocktails we're making so nat can you offer your closing opinion on morning report by our kells and rate it out of five wild hearts so i think this album is really great because it's like a story. You're listening to like mini stories throughout the whole thing. And when you're really listening to the actual lyrics, it's really interesting to hear all the stories and all the personal details that they put into this. Um, I think they have a lot of variety in the songs while keeping true to their sound, which is like the more Motowny, brassy, gospel-y sounds that they do have. And they have a lot of songs that I really love on this album. And they the songs that I don't love, I still like and still listen to, except for Private School. And I just love them in general because they make me think of some of my favorite people. I want to give it four wild hearts out of five. Ooh, that's a high rating. That's a high yeah. rating. I love yeah. it. And the reason I'm not giving it five is because there are some songs on here that I don't pay a lot of attention to that like I'll listen to them but they're kind of just like I won't go like seeking them out that's fair I think that that's fair I I agree with what you said too I think this album number one this album reminds me of a particular time in my life the year 2016 when it came out I had just graduated from school and I had started my new job where I currently work now and this this record got me through a lot of the the nervousness of being in a corporate environment for the first time and also like you know, being back at home and um, having to kind of deal with like post-graduation blues almost a little bit. It transports me back to that time immediately when I listen to it. But what I also love is normally with an album like that, I would only think about that time and that time only. But especially in the last year when you and I have basically spent every waking moment together that we can, <laughs> having, a, having an artist like Arkells that you and I both love so much and that like we have the experience of seeing them live together, it gives me like a little piece of home listening to this record, especially when we can't be together. And it just makes me think of you and, I, and you're my best friend and I miss you. And so I know I'm not trying to make you sad, but it's just like, it, it's true. It, it does make me think of you. Um, when, I, when I hear a little rain or I hear and then some or I hear knocking at the door, I'm just like, I'm thinking about last summer and I'm thinking about when we went to go see them the February before that, like it's, it brings back these amazing memories. And, and I think the band is so underrated and I think that they should just like blow up and be all over the world. Cause they have the best live mm -hmm. shows, like hands down the best concerts I've ever been to have been 
Arkell shows. So I'm going to go a little higher and say four and a half out of five. Um, I don't hate private school as much as you do, <laughs> but um, I, I agree with you where there's a couple, there's a couple tracks in the record where similar to you, it might just be like background for me, but the bangers, they bang hard. Love the band, love the record. And uh, I love you. And I love that we share this together too. I love you. Nat, we've done our first Zoom episode. Ah, we did it. We did it. But but Nat, I do have to thank you for doing this. I know this was a little bit more of an uncon- unconventional way to do the pod today, but I'm just so happy to have you back for a fourth time. Yes, fourth yes. time's thank a charm. You. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And uh, I miss you and I can't wait to see you in person soon. I know. I can't wait.